This podcast contains discussions about mental health and may contain discussions about suicide and self-harm. If you or somebody that you know is experiencing distress or is in immediate danger, dial triple O or call Lifeline on 131114 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. Also, if you believe that someone you love is experiencing a mental health issue, please encourage them to go and talk to their GP as soon as possible. Thanks very much for listening. Hello folks and welcome to episode 4 of How You Going Mate, the podcast. Adam's my name and uh, my very special guest this week is my good friend Eliza who has one of my favourite stories. I mean, I'm sitting here smiling as I think about it. Uh, a story about uh, seeing the Spice Girls in concert and the uh, the whirlwind trip halfway around the world to do that. Uh, but we also explore what it took uh, for her to do that in the sense of her mental health and um, and kind of how uh, some of the obstacles she had to overcome to be able to take that trip. Uh, so before we get into the podcast, what I'd like also just to remind everyone, if you could jump onto the Facebook page, have a little bit of a look at that. It is How You Going Mate. Uh, and of course, uh, please like the page, share the page. Lots of content on there, lots of um, great information about mental health and uh, suicide. And so if you do uh, want to jump on, and we would love for you to do that, like I said, share the page, share any of the content. Please comment, uh, give us your feedback. But uh, most importantly, what we want you to do is make sure you go out and ask somebody the question, How You Going Mate? Uh, in the meantime, uh, without further ado, Let's uh, have a chat to uh, the one and only Eliza. Thanks for listening. Eliza. Hello. <laughs> How are you going, mate? I'm okay. A little bit nervous, but um, definitely okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very nervous, but that's okay. Uh, we, are, we are two glasses of wine and some essential oils into... Uh, <laughs> Into this, but this is okay. And I'm and I'm just looking at the battery counter. It told me it was full, but it's saying now it's uh, down onto the low thing. So we uh, we may have to pause at some point and actually um, change the battery. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. We might get us through. We might get through. It's basically giving me about three hours. Um, now this is I, I'm really excited about this one, <laughs> and I hope I've uh, displayed that to you. But um, for anyone that's talked to me in the last nine months you've heard me tell a story about my crazy friend that went over (laughs) over the other side of the world to see the Spice Girls (laughs) and this is the crazy friend I'm so excited I'm not even joking Mama Spice in the house (laughs) I'm not even joking I'm I'm legitimately uh, we were saying just off air it is replaced a previous favorite story of mine this is my favorite story of all time and my original vision for the podcast mm-hmm. was to get people on to tell me their extraordinary stories, right? And then to unpack how that looked in terms of mental health. So you, this is probably the first one where I've actually gone, this, is the original, this, is, this was the original <laughs> vision of this podcast. Spice up your life, I don't know, <laughs> I guess. That's all I can say. <laughs> so let's, let's set a, we'll set a, uh, set a bit of a tone. We were having dinner, I think it was Mexican place, mm-hmm. end of last year, and you, we, you know, these, these dinners go on for a couple of hours, we tell stories, we swap 
cocktails and you open and you open with this line the way you said to us. I bought a ticket to the Spice Girls. I bought a ticket to the Spice Girls. Just one ticket to the Spice Girls. <laughs> one ticket, a single. In the UK at Wembley Stadium. <laughs> yep, that's where it started. So for you, uh, pop culture, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for here? Well, there's a few words about Spice Girl fans. I'm not sure which one we're going with. A few, a few people Tragics? that don't understand pop culture. <laughs> the, the Spice Girls, I would say, arguably the... The biggest girl band of the nineties, yeah, and a, and a teenage created well, girl power. A teenage Eliza <laughs> was absolutely in love, and the Spice Girls announced, "We're coming out again, and we're going to perform again." Yeah, it was my first time in my life. I actually thought, "Hey, I've got a chance to see them," but only in the UK. But it's in the UK. Oh. But at the time, it was kind of not that well. It was weird, but it wasn't that weird because my brother was maybe getting married in Wales, potentially. So it kind of was like, oh, maybe we could just have a trip overseas and I could just do both and, you know. But then that quickly changed and the brother's wedding moved to Hawaii, which is no, like nowhere near the UK for just a quick trip. So then it turned into I have a ticket and I need to go and how do I talk to my hubby about this? Because <laughs> I have a two-year-old son and it would have been my first time. <laughs> he still uh, likes his story. That's my favourite. <laughs> would have been my first time away from my son, Boston. And um, it would have been for however long I was going to go for. And that gradually got lower and lower and lower. I think a lot because I didn't want to be away from him for too long. Yep. Yep. So, and also because oh. the longer I stayed overseas, the more money I would spend each day. <laughs> what, what's the, um, what was the shop? Primark. The Primark. <laughs> yeah, I spent a day at Primark <sighs> of my one night in London. I've never heard of it before, but I, children's clothing shop, I gather. No, it's an everything shop. Oh. So everything, men, women, clothing, everything. Primarni okay. to those who really know it. Primarni. That's right, <laughs> darling. So now to, to go back a little bit and put the globe trotting into context, um, your brother lives, we're not going to talk too much about what he does or who he does it for, but he lives in the United States. He does, yeah, San Francisco. And, and, yeah. and his, beautiful his beautiful wife, wife yeah. is a Texan girl. She is, yes. So hence, hence the reason why we were looking at a globetrotty kind of worldwide wedding. Mm-hmm. And We knew it was coming and when they announced Wales, it was sort of around the same time Spice Girls announced and it was just World fit Tour that was only in the UK. <laughs> and I thought, great, I can do it. So you guys get to go over. So the idea was you go to the UK, you guys do a little bit of tour around the UK for a little bit, yeah. have the wedding, do the, the Spice Girls concert. Yeah. Everyone's happy. We've, we've done it all. It's perfect. Yeah, perfect. And then about, what was it? About, only a couple of months before. Oh, yeah, about three to four months before. He's in the, and it, Now, to put it in perspective, this is December last year. He got married July. <laughs> July, yeah, July 3rd. So in about April, he's gone, I oh, know, guys, we're going to Hawaii. <laughs> now, it, I don't know the exact timing, but yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And we were like, well, looks like we're doing Hawaii and London in the same <laughs> month. And then when we looked at budgets and things around my son and my husband flying with us, no, we're Good not job. all doing the UK. I'm doing the UK. <laughs> <laughs> But um, not for very long. <laughs> so we we fly out of, the, of Australia on a Thursday morning. Yeah, so we have breakfast as normal here. We we are together. Um, and then my husband had said to me the night before, 
you can drop Boston off at care and then, you know, you can make your way to the airport and whatever. I thought, no, I'm not doing that. I can't, I can't have the last place my son sees me is at care. What if I don't come home from London or what? Because this is where my overthinking comes in. <laughs> and I thought, no, I can't do that. He just has to leave home as normal. I yep. need to give him a cuddle and I can't be crying that much at, at school when I'm dropping him off on a <laughs> normal day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so I said bye to him here and I took a few photos and then he left and then I just burst into tears and cried for a little bit but then pulled out my uh, shirt that I'm actually wearing now. <laughs> mm. gonna, this will be the first one with, a, uh, with a, the selfie. Yeah. So we will put up a selfie of the Spice Girls t-shirt. It's there. Exactly. And, and yeah, and then I made my way to the uh, train station and I ran into two police at the station and... They were like, oh, you're going on holidays because I had quite a large suitcase because, you know, when you fly, you do get like 30 kilos of luggage or something. Even if you're going for a night, you still get 30 kilos of luggage, which I didn't take that much, but I definitely shopped at Primark. So your plan was to bring 30 kilos back? Yeah, I had to buy some Spice Girl shoes. (laughs) And I really did. And then the police were like, what are you doing? Where are you going? And then I told them and they just thought it was the best story ever. And yeah, they were pretty happy about it and told me to go and have a champagne when I got to the airport. So yeah, and then I uh, checked into my flight and kind of stuff got real. <laughs> and I rang a really good girlfriend of mine and I said, um, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> what, what have I done? My first night away from my son is going to be on a plane in the sky. Cannot get off, cannot call, cannot check how he is. It's probably the best way to do it if you've ever had postpartum anxiety like I have. To, to cut, just yep, cut the cord. Rip that band-aid off and, you know, so, so I did it. So Sydney to, to Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Yeah, Abu Dhabi. Just a couple of hours in Abu Dhabi. For, yeah, just a couple of hours. And then Abu Dhabi to London arrived 6am um, the day of the concert. Right. Um, went straight to Primark because I actually went straight to the hotel, dropped my bags off, but my room wasn't ready. So went straight to Primark. I actually booked the hotel so that it was near the shops. Because, <laughs> you know, you haven't got much time. Because priorities, that's why. Yeah, plan these things. And then, yeah, I think I just shopped a little bit. Um, I didn't know what time of the day it was. And that's the weirdest thing about traveling is mm. you don't really know when you get off a plane. What time it is, what day it is, what your name is, anything. Did you did you do the thing where you were going like, this is six a.m. here, but it's. I tried to, and if you ask my hubby, I'm not very good at it. And I was thinking I was away for more days than I was, and I didn't know what day of the week it was. And look, none of it worked, so I just had to go with what time it was in London. Yep. And it was kind of like seven a.m. And I thought, what am I going to do? I don't feel like breakfast, so I went to McDonald's and got a cheeseburger because. <laughs> Why not? You kind of know what you're getting. It was the only meal that I could eat at that time of the morning mm-hmm. that my brain wouldn't go, why are you eating eggs when it's time for dinner or whatever? Yeah. So, yeah. Then um, I checked into the hotel and they loved my story because I was explaining how I'm there for a night and they were wondering where else I was going. Nowhere, just home. And, yeah, did that. And luckily I had a couple of friends who just happened to get tickets sort of the week of and flew over from New York. Yep. And they were there and they asked me out for dinner with them. So the four of us or five of us went out for some great Thai beforehand. And then I walked into the festival with, like, oh, sorry, to Wembley Stadium with them. And it was just incredible. One, to be at Wembley. Wembley's great. amazing. One of the great venues. The most amazing venue. Yeah. 
And then to have the ticket that I had, which was fabulous, and um, just to have the support from anyone that I met was just their excitement about how I came over for a night. And I think at that time I was kind of just like, whatever, I'm seeing the Spice Girls, like none of this, none of that matters. But now I look back and I think, yeah, it's pretty weird to meet someone who's just flown over for a night. But yeah, it was good. And I met some really incredible people. Treya, if you're listening, hello, my UK friend. Um, But yeah, I just kind of... Yeah, it was a whirlwind 24 hours. This, this will be the first podcast that has like 50 people tagged in it. <laughs> you all better listen. Yes. Um, so that, so the Saturday, Saturday? Was it Saturday? No, Friday night. Friday night yes. in, in England. Yes, yeah, so I arrived Friday morning okay. and went to the little Salisbury or whatever it's called next door, the little Woolies, mm-hmm. and got myself a few little drinks and some nibbles, made myself a cheese platter, and just sort of sat in my hotel room enjoying the fact that I didn't have a child yeah. anywhere near me or anyone near me. <laughs> Friday night, Spice Girls concert, yeah. you had amazing seats. Yeah, and I was it- just afraid I was going to fall asleep in the hotel and miss the concert. Oh, yeah. So I set a few alarms and told downstairs, if I'm not down here by five o'clock, call. Come send in a SWAT team. Yeah, come like, and get me. Do not let me get. Yep. That'd be that'd be worse, wouldn't it? Yeah. Imagine that. I just slept through. Actually, sleeping through the night by myself in a hotel room probably sounds great to someone <laughs> that hasn't had a child away from them since pregnancy. So yeah, but um, I was missing everyone a lot, like because I hadn't left people, and I've never travelled by myself since I was about eighteen. Mm. I've always had someone with me. Mm. Um, so that was different, but you know, something I had to learn to do. Yeah. And you do these things for concert was fantastic. Yeah. Was it everything you wanted it to be? Everything and more. Everything and more. Everything and more. It helped that I, I was in the spice circle. So I managed to be, (laughs) you know, able to scream at them and tell them how much I loved them really nicely. But, um, I listened back to the videos and I probably never want to play them again. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched every one of them. Yeah. I'm not even joking. Yeah. I've watched every one of them. Um, I think anyone that follows you on any social media lived it with you for the three days. <laughs> yeah, I had so many people supporting me. It was fabulous, actually. So many people I, I called and it was like 5 a.m. in Sydney and I was calling them and sorry, Lee, sorry, Kylie, sorry, Lauren. <laughs> like, I just kept calling them and <laughs> they're going to play stop. They're going to play one of them. Yeah. It's great. I actually, I think I checked out the, I checked out the set list. <laughs> I yeah. like I even went so far as to go on a set list. FM People and go, know these songs. Oh, I have a video of my brother's thirtieth and him and his four mates. I will never show the video. Don't worry, Paul. But I have a video of them doing stop from the Spice Girls, and they know it. They know it all. They pretend it's because I played it so often, but everybody knows the Spice Girls. We used to um, when I played rugby. Towards the end of the season, if we weren't making semi-finals, no one would turn up to training. <laughs> so we try and do different things, you know, fun things for training, just in an effort to get people there. So one night we went to Aqua Aerobics at um, the Whitlam Centre at Liverpool, right? Yep. So 20 rugby players doing <laughs> Aqua Aerobics, which was fun enough. Um, but then 20 rugby players all singing Spice Up Your Life by the Spice Girls because we all knew it. Oh, I wish that was on video. And we'd all sung it at 3am in a nightclub, pissed as. Yep. And and just having literally the entire Whitlam Centre in mm-hmm. laughing at us because we're singing Spice Up Your Life by the Spice Girls. But that's it. And but, it does. It spices up your life. Well, this is, you know what? There was a period of time in the 90s where if you went to a party, Wannabe was either on, had just was just finishing or was just starting. Yeah. Like it was always playing. Exactly. And those like five, well, I say five, there was only four when I saw them, but... That doesn't really matter. Yeah, no one cares the, about. They did the one that never seen. <laughs> um, but 
yeah, I think with those five women, they just represented so many different people. Yeah. Um, usually women, um, young girls or whatever. But for me, they've been with me probably the most consistent thing throughout my whole life. Yeah. Um, my cat was called Spice, my first ever cat, and I liked her. But when she was hungry, Spice or naughty, Spice or yeah. you know, shut the door, Spice or whatever. Yeah, piss off, Spice. Get out of there, Spice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. For me. Seeing the Spice Girls, it, it wasn't just, oh, it's the Spice Girls. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was probably the biggest thing in my entire life for, for my whole life. Yeah. And I just had to do it. Um, I had to. Just represented so many different areas and sections and memories and anything. And because they've never, they've never come here. They've never toured here. Uh, they, they have been nothing. here. But I was probably too young, I think, the first time and they weren't as popular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they came for a few little things, but it was never like, I wouldn't be able to go, but yeah, but now it's like, yep, I'm there. Concert finishes on a Friday night. You wake up on Saturday morning, you get back on a plane. Not that quickly. Um, I actually met up with a girlfriend from Sydney who, um, I'm actually seeing this weekend again, Rachel, and, uh, she just happened to be over there. Her husband's English and we couldn't catch up in Sydney. We both have little kids. We just didn't have any time. Never got to see each other and thought, well, we're both in London. Let's catch up. So we spent the day together at Westfields. Went back to Primark. Uh, Went to a few other places, had a really nice lunch, um, had some champagne and just got to hang out with each other without kids and without anything and just literally talk about the Spice Girls all night or all day. (laughs) I don't even know what day it was. But, um, yeah, it was fabulous catching up with her and having that one-on-one time and you know, it was really good. We got to have a really great catch-up that was uninterrupted. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to travel to London to do that. Exactly. And <laughs> she lives, you know, half an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> so, whoops. <laughs> Anyone want to see me? I'll meet you overseas. <laughs> uh, New York's available. Yeah. LA. Look, I'm, I'm easy. I'll go wherever you like. Oh, I think – so – when we were, when did we get back on the plane to come so home? Got, um, we got to the airport uh, about 3.30 Saturday afternoon, yep. 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon, and um, met some people in the line because Heathrow takes a while and none of them could believe what I'd done. And, yep. you know, I was obviously wearing my Spice Girl shirt and whatever, <laughs> yep. um, or one of four that I took with me for one night. <laughs> no joke. No. <laughs> Not joking. Not at all. Um, and then I think, yeah, I don't know, I went and had dinner at, the rest at the um, airport in a restaurant, and one of my girlfriends was texting me from Scotland saying, "Are you are you really leaving tonight? Like mm. I could come yeah. this weekend. Like yeah. are you, I'm like, yeah, I'm at the airport. Like I'm checked in. I'm, I'm done, going home. Yeah. Um, but it was good on the way home because I managed to get upgraded to the premium economy. Um, just for check in. I don't know, maybe travelling by myself or whatever. Yep. And then when I got off the plane I thought, Well, I'll try this again. So I went up to the customer care and I said, Look, I just flew premium economy. They upgraded me. It was fabulous. Thank you so much. And then she saw my nails and they were painted as little union jacks. Yep. And um she sort of asked my story and we, well, we kind of, I don't know, got onto the Spice Girl thing. I think I was just saying Spice Girl, Spice Girl, Spice Girl. And then... How are you today? Spice, Spice Girls. Girls. I went to the Spice Girls. I Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, it was just kind of like, well, I don't know. I think, I think she just said, yeah, well, we'll put you in premium economy again. And I was like, this is fabulous. When you're only traveling one night, yep. any upgrade will do. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. Um, but yeah, it was really nice. And then... 
unfortunately, when I was at Abu Dhabi Airport, um, I'd, I'd read, well, not unfortunately, because I'd love to see the Spice Girls again, but I read that they were coming to Australia and Melby had yeah. announced it and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, and then I got on a plane and then didn't sort of had, have any access to social media for the, you know, however long it was. <laughs> that I was flying forever yeah. and um, got off and then everyone was telling me, oh, you flew all that way for no reason. They're Seven coming million here. notifications. What are you doing? And then, yeah, then that got taken back. So I was like, see, told you. And I, I don't mind. If, if, it, if it was that they were coming here, that's fabulous. But I think if you think you're going to miss something, do it. To me, the message in this story, there's a couple. Um, and I don't want to focus on the dollar amounts at all. We, mm-hmm. you, people can figure out how much it's going to cost to get a Spice Girls ticket, fly over. They'll figure that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. To me, the, the message here is is you – and I know we all make fun of that YOLO rubbish. Yeah. But YOLO. Yeah. Like legitimately, you only live once. And, yeah. and as you said, you know, you got up and you did it. Go and do yeah. it. Like, I just don't want to regret that I didn't do something that I could have done. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, the dollar value itself – I travel a lot and I've been to over probably 30 countries. Yeah. I've, um, you know, done numerous amount of flights and trips overseas for many different things. But this trip for me wasn't about the flight or the, yeah. the holiday or anything. It was purely the experience. And I couldn't put a dollar, dollar value on that experience. Yeah. Um, and I also think that, you know, I, I got to a point where my husband and I had, we'd sold one house and we were buying our other house and we'd said if we'd sold the first house for a certain amount you know we could do something that we could get something and I sort of said oh okay whatever and then when this came up I was like oh this could be my something (laughs) and then at first I was going to go for a little bit longer and catch up with lots of different friends Mm. and you know maybe see other places or whatever but when I really thought about it and we were going to Hawaii 10 days later Um, I, I wouldn't recommend getting on two long-haul flights that close together. Nope. But, you know, we did it. Um, I just think you've just got to and if you want to do those sort of things. Mm. And, and ask people who's your who, who's someone you'd want to see. Who would you fly for? It doesn't have to be a, a singer, but if there's someone somewhere on the other side of the world, mm. like, what would make you do it? Like, I'd, I'd do it for a friend. Mm. Um, so I guess they're my five, well, four yeah. girlfriends. <laughs> I don't – I've actually thought about this a lot and I I really can't – now, this isn't to say that I don't agree with what you did, but <laughs> I can't think of anyone I would really do that for. So, like, my, my first band was um, that I love was Motley Crue, right? Yeah. And a few years ago they did their last ever concert. It was New Year's Eve in, in the Staples Centre in LA. Yeah. And I – didn't occur to me for a second to go – you know, I'm going to buy a ticket and I'm going to fly to LA and I want to watch Motley Crue. They, they were my first concert in the old Sydney Entertainment Centre. Yeah. But having said that, I, I, like, I, I want people to sit here as they listen to this and go, who would I do that for? Yeah. And then why wouldn't I do that? Because I think, I think we get trapped into this idea of, no, that's, that's ridiculous, I can't do that. Yeah. And we worry about what other people are going to think. Yeah. And, and I have some friends who... Um, will say to me things like, oh, I don't know if I should go and do this for, you know, I've only got 10 days, I've only got a week or mm. whatever. And I just say, oh, it's London for a night. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you're crazy. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am. And, and you live once and why yeah. not? And, and yeah, I was tired, but it was worth it. And, and I think, I think even more so, I don't want to stop myself from doing things because it seems, it seems yeah. weird or it seems crazy or no one yeah. else has done it. Um, and I think for me, I don't think I could have sat there and known that I could have seen 
the Spice Girls without going. And I think it means more to me than just seeing the Spice Girls, which is what we're probably getting to. But for me, leaving my son for the first time yeah. was huge. Yep. Um, I've left him through the day and I've, I've left him like where people have stayed at my house and like I've gone out at night or whatever and come home. But I've never been away from him or in another country yeah, for yeah, that yeah. matter. Um, and I know that he's in fabulous hands when he's with his dad. Um, he's an amazing parent. He yep. can do probably more than I can do. He's so good. Um, so I know he's in great hands. And I know I had my beautiful mums in my street. Yep. There's a bunch of them that I adore and they they were there for anything. Um, got nanas and nonas and, you know, granddads and whoever, aunties, mm. uncles, friends. I had so many people checking in mm. on Craig that weekend. Yeah. Um, and yes, Craig is my husband, and yes, he was on. Yep. <laughs> Our goal is to uh, have more listeners on this podcast than the other one, just for bragging rights. No other reason if we yep. can do it. So share but, with your friends. So the, yeah, this yeah we've we've started to touch on it, and this is a, a mental health podcast, and this is the interesting thing about this. As we were talking about just before, um, people will see what you did. People will go, and and you were very. <laughs> You even created a, an entirely new Instagram account. Um, but mental health is this really interesting beast. And, and I listened to a fellow named Wayne Schwoz. And Wayne Schwoz is an AFL legend, um, Hall of Famer, Premiership winner, and he's got this fantastic mental health organisation that he runs now called Pucker Up. And one of the things that he talks about is is people, we let people see through the windows that we choose for them to see through. And we will desperately keep all of the other windows closed. Um, and, and I think that's true for mental health in that, you know, I've been open about my issues with mental health. We've touched on some of yours. There's been lots of people that are being very honest about their mental health with, with me over the last few months, which is fantastic. I'm really happy to hear those stories. Um, but people will see one version of your story and think that that's the version that is the only version of the story. Mm -hmm. And as we said off air, it's not that it's a fake version. There's nothing fake about what you did. No. It's just a version. It's just the face value of Of your reality. I literally was Mama's Spice and I flew to London. (laughs) I went for a night and I came home. Um, And aside from it being the first night away from my son, which I've mentioned, it's also the fact that I actually, and this will come as a shock to a lot of my friends because I travel a lot, um, I have the worst fear of flying, like crippling fear of flying. Um, I have a, I don't know, it's, it's kind of rational fear of just thinking I'm going to die the whole flight. I think it's not, perfectly fair. But not just take off reasonable. and landing. Like some people are like, oh, so just on takeoff or just turbulence or it gets worse on those times. Yeah. Like I'm a clapper, not very loud. I don't, I don't clap so the whole plane <laughs> so can when, hear. So when land, but when I like, land, yes, oh, there's a little, <laughs> I made it, I've landed, you know. And that's after I've taken a big deep breath because yeah. I've been holding on my, like holding yeah. my breaths like sort of until I've landed. Um, but I guess that comes as a shock to so many people. Um, and I know it came to a shock to you guys, or yeah, especially yeah. to your wife, yeah. um, because I think, you know, she kind of gets it. And, and she was like, what do you mean? You've traveled so much. And yeah. Craig didn't believe it either. My husband, when, when we first went on our trip, I said, no, I actually hate flying. I, I can't deal with it. And I think for me to get on a plane, and I do it very often, because mm-hmm. even though I have a level of fear, I will never stop myself from being able to experience travel, because travel is the best thing. Yep. 
Um, I will never stop myself from going and seeing family and friends, especially in the US. Um, Some of my best friends ever and my brother and so many people are over there. And and I just think nothing is going to stop me from doing that. Nothing will stop me from traveling with my son and showing him the world. He's Mm. two and a half and he's been on nearly... 28, 29 flights, I think. <laughs> I was thinking about them on the way over. Yeah. And so it's it's the reward. Like for you, what's the process? It's the big sort of <coughs> F you to the fear of flying, I think. It's like don't don't stop me from doing something just because of that little fear to mm. kind of oh, – I mean, it's not little. Clearly, there's, there's lots of reasons why. But um, – I think I wouldn't stop myself from going and doing things and seeing people and going to people's weddings or, you know, going and visiting new babies or mm. just being somewhere new and experiencing something new. Or I think we like to go to Hawaii and we like to take lots of people with us and, you know, we've invited you guys and we're just like, <laughs> anybody wants to come, come with us. Um, and I think it's because when we travel, we, we just love to be with people and experience things and do mm. different things with different people. And yeah. um, I don't think, I don't think that we ever want to stop that ever. Um, traveling is a huge part of my life, but flying is horrible. Um, I have to do a lot of things before I can get on a flight. Um, I have to control every single thing that I can yep. um, because, and I need to know that everything is so organized. So because, tickets booked, seats booked. Yeah, yeah. And I've got the most amazing uh, travel agent, Flight Center, Shari. Hello. I hope you're listening too. I'll tag you as well. Um, and I think before that was Christy and both of them can um, sort of agree that they've been <laughs> with me on the phone talking about different options and different things and trying to figure out what's the, the least amount of flights I can take to be able to do the most amount of travel. Right. Um, like my, our honeymoon, we went on a six-week honeymoon and we went all around different places and we wanted to visit family in all different places and... Um, do different things and we found out that we could fly into uh, Ireland and do our customs for for New York there, for the US. Right. And it was like, great, I can go to the UK and then I can also pop over to um, New York and not have to go somewhere else or do something else yeah. or do another flight. It was just, let's just do this now while yeah. we're here. So I think there's a lot of planning that goes into it. There's a lot of spreadsheets. There's a lot of colour coordination um, and then <laughs> once we get to the actual airport, it's a process of what we do, where we go. Yeah, you, have, of, you have rituals, don't you? You have little yeah, things that you do. special things I do and things that I, like the way I pack my carry-on or the way that, you know, um, where we'll go and what we'll do before yeah. we get on a flight. And um, even to the point now with my son, he even knows, like we, we go and we get changed, like he gets changed into his comfy clothes before we get on the flight and all these little things that, I just have to tick off. And it's not yeah. like OCD where I, I have to, you know, flick the light switch yeah. 50 times before I get on the yeah, plane. Yeah, yeah. But it's more knowing that I've controlled everything that I can possibly do and that I'm on the plane. And even to the point of like there's specific jewellery I used to wear a lot on the plane. Um, yeah. Now not so much. If I just have it with me, it's fine. But I don't know. It's weird. I know a lot of that just kind of... The, the, the controlling and ritual thing is... Um, is- very much an anxiety response mm. um, because – and the way I understand it and I have a pretty basic understanding of it, it's um, I can't control what's out there. Yeah. 
I can control what's in here. Exactly. And I can control my responses to what's happening. Yeah. Um, and I know like, you know, like tonight, right right now I have some oils here and I'm not necessarily a big, you know, oil person, but yeah. sometimes I just need something where I'm not thinking about what I'm feeling. It's like, okay, no, just breathe this. And it stops me and it makes me do a big deep breath. Yep. Um, or I do the grounding sort of, you know, what five things I can hear, five yeah. things I can smell, five things I can see. and. Yep. A lot of big sort of mindfulness or, or deep breaths or anything like that. Mm. Um, I do a lot of colouring in on aeroplanes. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I coloured in the whole way to Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. when we when I left for this um, flight because it was the first time flying sort of by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's just like lots of little things that I will do to get to get me through. Yeah. Um, and then you know, red wine. <laughs> <laughs> So there's yeah, all the positive coping mechanisms and then Sorry. there's red wine. <laughs> you know, responsible service of alcohol though, yeah. <laughs> Little tiny bottles of red wine. That's why she loved premium economy ah. so much. The um, it, it, and I think people will hear, anyone that has a level of anxiety will hear parallels in those things. So they'll hear, as I said, we want to control as much as we can. Mm-hmm. But I really, I think it's fantastic that what you said before about you know, f you to that fear. Like yeah. the reward is so great, mm-hmm. and and these stories that you get to come back with, mm-hmm. you know, like we have a much less varied palette when it comes to travel. But we were even talking about like today. We said, I mean, where, where were we Halloween? Oh, we were in yeah, we were in Byron last year for Halloween. And it just sounds more interesting. Like, yeah. you know, where were you last? Oh, I was just at our house. Yeah. I was in Byron. Or I was, you know, we were in New York for Halloween two years ago. Exactly. They're just cool stories. They and are. It's... They're good stories. They're good memories. And they're good conversation starters. Um, some of my best conversations with people and, and some of the best people I've ever met were traveling. Did a Kentucky tour when I was sort of 24, I think-ish, maybe 25. Mm. And um, met some of the most amazing people. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just incredible, and and to this day, I'm still so close with so many of them. And it was purely because we were brought together for travel. And I just think if a fear is going to stop me from doing those things, I'm not going to be who I want to be. Yeah. Um, and you know, travel is expensive, and I get that, but there are ways around it. There are ways you can research and research different flights and be on. And I know those emails are annoying that give you deals and this and that but when you really look at them some of them are fabulous Uh. we flew to hawaii for my brother's wedding for the three of us with my son with his own seat for like 400 500 dollars for the three of us yeah um with jetstar but you know whatever you do what you do yeah um but i just think you've got to manage those things if you want them to happen i think um i think you have the right to spend your money on whatever you want to spend your money on Mm. and you know some people I've, i've had told that story to people and they go, oh, you know, it's a, a lot of money. And, and one person in particular who I know is a saver. Mm. I'm like, yep, cool, you're a saver. Like you want to have that big nest egg sitting there yeah. for rainy days. That's great. That's fantastic. But, you know, as long as your bills are covered and you've got enough money that, you know, you can cope if something happens, yeah. spend your money on whatever you want to spend your money on. And this is, the, the again, the idea. We, we spend too much time judging other people and what they, they look at, yeah. uh, what, what, what we look at, you know, without really thinking what happens underneath that. Cool, man. Like, yeah. if it means you eat peanut butter sandwiches every day for lunch, <laughs> but you get to go to New York every six months, yeah. 
Then, but I think people forget that I do have a lot of family over in the US where I can stay with them, and yeah. and that helps with accommodation. Yeah, and yeah. you know, and we're more than happy to stay with other people or do Airbnb or share yeah. accommodation or do whatever. And I think without that, like we don't have to stay in the five star hotel yeah. on the water in Hawaii yeah. because. You know, you can be on the water in a second in Hawaii. Yeah. So we're more than happy to have the nicer, you know, um, quieter little streets and the little, yeah. I don't know, We'll hotels. take the garden view room. We don't yeah, need the ocean Yeah, we're view. totally fine with that. And like not even Main Street. We love walking through the streets and finding new mm. restaurants. And mm. some of our favorite places we've found because we've just happened to stay somewhere that's down, you know, a couple of back streets. Mm. Um, I think Craig found the best little footy pub that was playing the dragons and yes, we're dragon spotters. We won't talk about that. It's another mental health problem at the moment in our house. (laughs) Can anyone say finals football? Mm, Only me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think, I think you, you manage those things and you juggle those things and, and we both work really hard. I think we both, um, you know, do long hours and do things and yeah. So you reward yourself. Juggle what we can. More power to you. I've got no problems with, I think it's fantastic. So you're coming to Hawaii? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. We're going to get some of those good deals. <laughs> yes. I, I actually desperately want to go because every time I see you guys go, it looks like a hoot. Yeah. Um, the food looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I love the Hawaiian idea. Yeah. You know, like. Well, maybe we start with Hamilton Island. Anyone that <laughs> likes Hawaii, we just went to Hamilton. Fabulous. Yeah. Same deal. <laughs> um, now, the second part of this is Boston. Mm-hmm. We. Boston was here on the other side of the world. Boston, my son, yeah, yeah not what? Boston, Massachusetts. Not Boston, yeah. <laughs> and not the song by Augustana either. <laughs> uh, yeah, Boston was here on the other side of the world, which was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, I was okay until we did a little bit of a FaceTime and we both kind of lost it and I was like, no, nope, we can't see each other. <laughs> like, we just can't. Look, neither of us can. Like, you have to keep him busy and I have to keep busy. Yeah. I'm going back to Primark and you get to... Fortunately, you, you had know. some stuff to keep you busy. Exactly. <laughs> I was fine. Um, but I think, yeah, it was tough um, for us the first day. I think it was just like, whoa, where are you? And, yeah. and then he saw me get upset and I thought, oh, I can't do this. I can't get upset when I talk to you because you won't understand it. You're two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, then when I saw him, um, I think it was the Monday morning, Craig had picked me up from the uh, train station, didn't tell me Boston was going to be there. We, I thought we were going to go uh-huh. like go home and I was going to get unpacked and go and pick him up from school or something yeah. and he was just there and, yeah, I lost it, yeah. um, lost it completely. And he didn't know why and he was just like, okay, mum. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you videoed that, didn't you? Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure I videoed it, but yeah. Um, yeah, but all I know is Craig put him in a little Union Jack shirt right? because, you know, that's what mummy was wearing, Yep. Um, a ginger spice one. And yeah, but now I'm in love with Emma. Let's get off the Spice Girl topic. <laughs> but um, really, it was hard. But then seeing him again, it was just wonderful. And I think it made me just more appreciative of Craig um, and everything yeah. he could do as a parent. Yeah. Um, and everything he does do. Um, and I think it was also nice that he understood I needed a break. Like I hadn't been away from Boston since, since you know, I fell pregnant. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a pretty long time. I was getting <laughs> now, most people, ordinary people, just I'm going to go out for a night with the girls. I'm going to go for a weekend up <laughs> Central Coast, terrible. No, no, yeah. not you. Nah. <laughs> Sweetheart, I think I need a couple of days away from you in Boston and I think I'm going to go to London. By myself. <laughs> By myself yeah. and do nothing else. But uh, as we've established, it wasn't that at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, in my head, 
chocolate. I, the, the, I would have hated for you to get, but you know, been in London four days, been away, yeah. and you Boston, and he just goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He really wasn't that into me. Like, he didn't really care. Um, I think he was just like, hey. And oh. then we went to a local cafe and I thought, oh, he's just going to sit with me and cuddle me. And no, he was just in the play area. And I was like, hello, mummy's here. I'm back. And Do you know what I, I haven't been here? All he wanted was the presents that I bought him. And um, yeah, looked at them for a second and then just kind of left it. I think the only one he did like was a random harmonica. Not a harmonica. Um what are they called? The uh, accordion. Accordion. Yes, I was just mimicking an accordion there. Um, <laughs> Haven't got the camera yet. <laughs> no. And yeah, that's the only thing really. And other than that, he has no idea that his mum flew away and he has no idea that I did anything. And 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 ultimately he won't. No. Nah. Like, you know, in 20 years' time when you tell this story, nah. he'll, A, he'll go like, Spice Girls, really? Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. But B, he'll go like, I don't remember, I don't any remember that, that no. And I think that was the thing when I was getting a little bit overwhelmed that I, I don't remember exactly who said it to me and I think it was a couple of mums who were like, I'm pretty sure that he's not going to turn around at 20 and be like, mum, you left me for one night when I was two. Like, you know, I was like, oh, mm. okay. And once they kind of put that into perspective with me, I was like, sure, but now I've got to actually leave. Like that was tough. Yeah. Um, I think you just feel like, what, what if something happens and you're so far away and, you know, but you do these things and it made me stronger and it made me realise that he is okay and, and Craig's good and other people are great and I just got to trust in that a mm. little bit. Mm. It's, um, was there a point at any time in that four days where you just kind of went, like you, you got close to kind of melting down a little bit over it or... Was it a you're able to fairly well control it, or you were distracted enough for the four days that it didn't I, really impact? I think I was distracted enough. I think yep. the build up the week of was worse. Yep. So the prior, the, the not knowing how it was going to be, the yeah. not knowing what, what was to come, the whole needing to get on a plane by myself, yep. be at the airport by yourself. Like, I mean, yeah. even if I've gone places, people have helped me check in or dropped yeah. me off or whatever. And like, this is literally you're by yourself. Um, you know, you've got your luggage and you know not to leave your stuff and you don't know, like you don't want to trust people too much, but you don't want to not trust people. And, you know, there's just all these things running through your head. And yeah, I think, I don't think there was any of that. It was in the lead up. There was definitely a lot like, oh, I don't think I can do this. What have I done? Like there was a lot of like, uh oh, (laughs) okay. So maybe I just need to put these flights into credit and um, sell my ticket if someone (laughs) wants to buy it and, (laughs) And then it was just, no, hang on a minute, back to that big, you know, a few moment of, yeah. uh-uh, you're doing this and you want to do this and it's great. Do it. My, my favourite quote in the whole process was, um, I think it might have been Stacey, <laughs> on one of the early Facebook posts was like, yes, look at you living your best yes. life. And that's, that's it. That's it. That's and she knows it. Best life stuff right yeah. there. She's someone that's, that's had me calling her being upset about things or had me needing to get some advice or, you know, all these different things that, you know, not many people do see, um, especially on Facebook because I, I personally don't I don't share a lot of that. Um, I yeah. like to share specific things like if there's something about, say, a miscarriage which I've been through or yeah. if there's postpartum anxiety or something there where I've kind of had that experience. Yeah, but if it's just kind of me having a bit of a like, ah, meltdown moment there's some core people I call and Stacy was one of them so when she saw me doing it she was like yes you've done it but I couldn't have done it without everyone like you guys and all the support and and I think the people who support you in your crazy um 
I don't even know if crazy is the word, but in times where most people would look at you and go, what the hell are you doing? But the, yeah. then when you've got the supporters, the really core group, like yeah. I've mentioned the mums in the street and without them, I, I don't know how I would have done it. Um, just, you know, their excitement for me from the minute, the minute they heard that I was like, I bought the ticket, they mm. were just like, who are you? <laughs> what are you doing? This is fabulous. And yeah. I, I saw Adam Hills <clears throat> probably eight years ago on one of those comedy specials. And he talked about this friend of his that he had who he described her as an energizer. Mm. Um, she was a person in his estimation where, you know, when you spent time with them, you just felt better. They did, said, acted, whatever it was. And I I think you're that person. Mm. Uh, you're that person in certainly mine and Barb's life. And right. I, think, <laughs> I was going to say, it's probably not for everyone. No, I think, I, think, I think in a lot of the people that you know's life as well. Mm. I think Thank a you. lot of people sat by and watched you and just went, you go. That's <laughs> awesome. Just yes. Just yes. Follow, I, like, follow I, your bliss is probably well, one of my biggest sayings. If, and... if I was using a footy, uh, you know, parable, I, I, I was standing up on my feet, cheering the winger, <laughs> flying down the try line, ready to score in the oh, corner. That was it. me. Just go, you're like, go, go. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was just incredible. Like, it really was incredible. But we had we had negative reactions. Yeah. People, what, give us a, tell me something. I mean, without giving away people's <laughs> names, but what was a negative reaction? Um, I guess I've had a few. Um, I've had a few different people, especially some people who I don't know at all. Who I, I just find that weird when people can say things and they really don't know you. Um, just like people would tag me in things um, to do with the Spice Girls and Today Show and this and that, where it's like where's the biggest Spice Girl fan in Australia? And people would tag me and be like, Eliza's going for one night. And then other people would just write horrible things yeah. about, um, you know, I have more sen- more, more um, money than sense. I've got all these like things, really horrible things about what I would do or who I am. And I thought, yeah. you don't know me. You don't know any reason why I'm going or what for yeah. or, you know, what could be it, which I think is one of the worst things on social media where people just expect what they read is the answer. Yeah. Um, but then I had some incredible friends um, who would just write back and were willing to kind of... Troll the trolls. Yeah, that <laughs> for me. And um, yeah, I had a few there where they were just, they were at them, which was good. Um, just to kind of bring it back to normality that, yeah. you know, you don't know what, what people are doing things for and what fuels why they're going to go and do something. Yeah. Um, I've had a few different people sort of be like, how do you get so much leave or how do you, um, afford these things or how do you, I don't know, just lots of things. And it, to me, it's hard because I I didn't, I think I took one day leave for that because I already have Fridays off. I work for very like long days and I have Fridays off and then, um, yeah, I basically, I think I left sort of on the Thursday and then back the Monday morning and was back online, you know, logging in, checking work emails and stuff on the Monday. So really I went to London, but I didn't go away for a holiday and take leave. And yeah. yeah. So I guess the hardest thing for me is people who just assume why or what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, And I guess that's partly my fault because of what I show them, like you said, with the windows and stuff. And you know, maybe I'm a good marketer. Maybe, you know, Mama Spice just wanted to get it out there and make people follow their bliss. I yeah, I, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like, I think the message for people to take out of this is, so the what we're doing now is my version of that, mm. right? 
Um, Definitely. I'd, I'd said for a long time I wanted to do this, and I procrastinated. <laughs> Talk to my wife, she will tell you. Um, I bought the original lot of equipment for this back in probably January, earlier than January, and then I spent about four months saying, all right, I'm just going to clean the garage out. <laughs> I'm just going to clean the garage out. There's always something. My my garage will never get cleaned out. We need a <laughs> we need a skip bin, or somebody needs to set a fire. Something needs to happen dramatic for that thing to get cleaned out. Because what I wanted to do was dedicate a little podcast space. All right. What I ended up doing, and and people have talked about the rig, and we've talked about it. I've got a really portable little kit. It's a couple of microphones. It's a little recorder. It's all battery operated. I can put it in a backpack, and I can travel wherever I want to travel with it. It's green. It's, it's how you going, mate? It's green. Colored. Yeah, I know. I did that green on purpose. Green and black. But um, the thing I I had to do at some point was go. Well, I'm going to bite the bullet. So the first podcast that you hear when you listen to these podcasts, you go back. That first one is me going. All right, mate. Do it or do it or perish. You yeah. know what is it? They say shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Um. And so it was me sitting there on a Friday afternoon, saying, "Right, I have to do this." And the scariest thing in the world was pressing the button that said, "You know, submit your podcast," because now the yeah. world can see it. And then submit to iTunes. The scariest and most exciting thing in the world was <laughs> seeing the thing that said, "iTunes has approved your podcast." Ah. Because literally now the world can see this thing. People yeah. can hear everything. Um, Nathan, who was on the second podcast, said it's bizarre to think that like 80 people have listened to this and I have no idea who they are. Yeah, but he has helped so many people. There's at least a couple that have gone through that. Oh, um, fabulous. But but for me, this this was my follow your dream. So yeah. this is a, you know, a few hundred dollars worth of equipment. People go, oh, well, you know, how did you afford it? Because you know what? I, I kind of did start taking my lunch to work for a few months or a yeah. couple of months and and I didn't buy the T-shirt that I saw on the rack because I wanted to buy a microphone instead or I didn't do, yeah. you know, whatever it was that I did, I really pulled back my spending. And it's already like paid for itself in the sense of just a couple of podcasts that yep. you've done with, you know, Nathan and Craig. Yeah. And I know from feedback from from Craig's one, from different people yeah. that have reached out and, and written some fabulous, you know, private messages and yeah. fabulous kind of text messages and just experiences that now they've heard this or they've heard Nathan or they've heard Craig and gone, wow. Yeah. You know? it, it, the, we were talking about this the other night. The big buzz that you get out of this is when somebody messages you that you don't expect. Yeah. Um, and hopefully you get that. Somebody messages you and says, Eliza, I heard your story. And you know what, mate? Next time, I'm thinking, should I, shouldn't I? I'm going to go, I am. And also, like if I'm anyone wants to. to message me because they need someone who understands anxiety or, or my anxiety, everyone's yeah. anxiety is a bit different, or if they just need someone who needs to go, you know what? Yeah, you should book that trip. Or yeah, you yeah. should. It's not even about trips. It's just, yeah, you should do that. Yeah. You should go and start your podcast or you yeah. should talk to that person again or whatever it is. I just think. People just need to talk to other people about it. And if you need someone to help you with that, like you said, I'm not necessarily an energizer, but I'm definitely going to help you. <laughs> oh, no, you're an energizer. Trust me. Um, one, of my, one of my favorite movies is um, We Bought a Zoo. And uh, I, I watched it. It's some things you remember really distinctly. We had Natty, our youngest daughter, was six months old. And we were in, I want to say Kayama. No, Huskisson. We're in Huskisson. And in a hotel, and she was sick, but we'd agreed to go to a friend's kid's birthday party, yeah. so we were sleeping there overnight. 
So we were laying in bed with a sick baby, mm. watching just a cold, but watching. Um, we bought a zoo, and there's the line in it goes the Matt, where Matt Damon's character says, "You know, you can do anything you want. All you need is twenty seconds of insane courage." Yeah, and and anything is possible. And so it is pressing yes on the Spice Girls ticket, yeah, or pressing yes on the thing to purchase the Zoom recorder, or pressing yes on the i iTunes upload. Uh, upload or pressing yes on the yes by those plane tickets. Or even just pressing send on a message to someone because you need someone to talk to. Yeah. And that's where how you, how you go and make sort of come from. And I think I ask more people things now. Yeah. You know, are you okay? And, and do you need help? Or, yeah. you know, or I'm not okay. <laughs> I need some help. Fine. And I'm lucky I've got a really close girlfriend who the two of us can text each other yeah. anything, anytime, anywhere, and it will definitely be, you know, supported. Yeah. Even if it's something ridiculous. Like I think the other day I said something about, are my eyes too close together? And I was really worried about it. <laughs> really worried. And she, <coughs> she actually was like, no, but if they were, it wouldn't matter. Like she was really supportive <laughs> of my crazy little question. Uh, my answer to that is better too close together than too far apart. Mm, true. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, last couple of questions. Um, so your your number one tip for staying mentally healthy, or not even number one, but your tips for staying mentally healthy, apart from get on planes and go to London. <laughs> no, you've got to get to that, I think. Um, I think the main sort of thing for me is um, – Find what works for you, yep. not what everyone else kind of says or does or, you know, what Google tells you to do or whatever. Find what works for you. And for me, it's definitely deep breathing. And I didn't do it enough, like, to just stop and actually breathe and yep. figure out that I don't have to get overwhelmed with what the situation is. And I realized I would hold my breath a bit too much when I was getting a bit overwhelmed and that would sort of get me to cry. Yep. And then I'd just be crying when I don't really want to be. Not, not yep. that that's bad, but... It was just a reaction of holding my breath. Yeah. Um, so I think deep breathing and for me it was oils because not any specific oils, just so I could sniff like the oil just to help me breathe, just so yeah. I would be doing something rather than just sitting there uh, trying to, you know, breathe and feel like an idiot. Just that change in the senses kind yeah. of thing. Just change my mind from stressing out about the one thing. And, and I definitely overthink. I overthink about everything. Um, I'm that meme where it's like you lay down and then you think of something you did when, you know, you were 24 or you're like, oh God, will someone remember that or whatever. Um, And then I think also, I don't know, I find what works for me is, is getting rid of a lot of toxicity out of your life. So if things are... Something that it's kind of like if it doesn't bring you joy and, you know, what Marie Kondo says, if it yep. doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. And I think like that in everything. Yeah. Um, if the job's not working for you, if, if you know, you want to change your career. Like I'm studying to be a primary school teacher. I've got six subjects left, but that's taken me many, many years. It's taken me two years of stopping completely after a miscarriage where I just could not focus. Mm. Um, it's taken me getting back into a new job and now I'm like nearly at the end. But I think you just have to keep going with what is follow your bliss and for me it's just if it if it's not blissful for you don't do it and if it if it, if you need help ask people yeah i know or, it's easier said <laughs> well the, and or alternatively um it's like we say if you know someone that needs help oh, yeah. if you've got someone out there that you and you know you've got your friend yeah. and if you don't hear from her for a couple of days you go mm-hmm. hey mate what's going on are yeah. you there um 
I do encourage people to do it all the time. I want people to make sure that you check in on the people that you love. Yeah. Um, just touching really quickly at the end here, I, I got a message from someone today who um, messaged me about how much he was enjoying the podcasts um, and how much he was getting out of this and the Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, which is really fantastic. We always love to hear that. So by all means, please keep sending those messages. Because as we said, yeah, um, Craig discovered the unexpected joy like it really is joyful to have someone and it sounds really weird to say it's joyful to have someone message you and say mate i'm doing it pretty tough you know but i just heard what you said and i wanted to reach out and say hi yeah it's or you great. did a good job thanks for explaining that you know you yeah. went through it too yeah and this is what it meant to me to hear that so. and i'm more than happy to sit there and ask you the hard questions because mm. i think people need to yeah absolutely yeah. with all of that being said that was that wasn't as hard as you thought it was going to uh, be was it no it was a bit up and down for me, but <laughs> it's all good. I love this and how you going, mates? It's just fabulous. What people um, didn't hear in the break was she said, did I talk too much? And I was like, that's kind of the point. <laughs> they don't really tune in to listen to well, me. Well, that's me. I talk too much. Oh, well. <laughs> Eliza, thank you. Thank you, Adam. See you next time. Okay. Okay. <laughs>